Master Bowman podcast. If you're obsessed with the strategies, gear, and stories that will make you a better backcountry bow hunter, you're in the right place. Today, Josh and I are hitting a big one. What's better, four-fletch or three-fletch? This gets beaten to death, and it's actually pretty simple. So we're going to take a whole podcast and just nail this one down since we get a lot of questions from guys about this when they're asking about gear. Hey, Josh. Hey, Baxter. Ending All right. Debate. It's a big day. It's a big day. This is like, oh man, I can't think of other appropriate analogies, but this is like Democrats, Republicans. This is like vegans, you know, meat eaters, vegans, meat eaters. What's, uh, what's the stuff they put in the burritos at Chipotle? Uh, oh, uh, guac. Oh, what is it? This is the, the herb that everybody hates. Oh, fajita. Oh, oh cilantro. Cilantro. <laughs> yeah. Cilantro versus no cilantro. It's this four fletch versus three fletch, you know, four it's fletch just, versus three fletch. It's that everybody's huh? got their point super contentious well it's just like everyone's like oh this is better that's better mm -hmm. um and it's really funny because as we're doing this gear series i got random questions but this one i've gotten like three or four times wow unintended three or four uh so i get it a lot based on the number of stuff i'm doing so i figured it was good just to walk this through because it's it's really pretty simple once you break it down and uh it's highly confusing to guys and we've talked a lot about arrows in the past so you guys can obviously go look at that and we can hit on some of that stuff, but really we just dedicate time to the fletching bit. Yeah. So we will answer this question for you folks and end the debate once and for all. Um, yeah. I shoot a three fletch. I, I've never tried shooting a four fletch. I have friends that are like really nerding out on their fletchings and stuff. Personally, I don't even know if I care. Yeah. But, uh, what is the difference? Like why do people care so much about four versus three? Yeah. And I would say most guys are where you're at. They're just like three works and it works totally fine. And you know, why should I care? And I think that's, if, if that's what you're thinking, then yes, stay there. You know, like, <laughs> why well, deal with it? It's, um, but you're seeing a ton of hype in the industry around four fletch because basically all factories fletched three fletch. And as we've talked about in the past, they don't usually even put helical on it. So factory fletchings is one of the biggest advantages to building your own arrows. You can put a helical and any amount of veins. And so a lot of guys, there's a huge hype machine behind it because a ton of guys did four fletch just to show they could do something different and it was unique. And uh, for some other reasons which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, so now that factories are fletching four fletch stuff, there's a ton of guys going, oh, this is four is better than three, right? Very American, bigger is better. Mm -hmm. um, so four fletch is simply that. It's just four fletches at 90 degree angles versus three fletches at 120 degree angles. Um, my, here's my whole thesis on this thing. It really doesn't change much. Gotcha. The reason being is all you're doing is you're adding one more fletch to add more drag. Mm -hmm. So if you're using the same fletchings and you add one more, you're just making an arrow with a lot more drag. Mm -hmm. And where it gets real complex is you actually could make a four fletch with less drag than a three fletch because you could use really small veins, four of them, mm -hmm. and then you could use three really big veins, right? And right. so it's not really about four fletch and three fletch because you could, either of them could be more or less draggy. It's that most guys, when they say three or four fletch, they're saying three of the same thing versus four of the same thing. Ah, okay. Right? So all it's about is just a little more drag. Interesting. And actually yeah. to back up for a second, um, I think most people probably know what a fletching is. I mean, it's the thing that those three or four things that go at the end of the arrow, but uh, could you describe what's the point of having fletches? Yeah, and this is it's super important to yeah. understand that for the the debate and why they you know why you can pick which one's right for you. The fletching is going to stabilize the arrow. 
right? So the fletchings at the back, the points at the front, especially when you put a broadhead on, you've got extra drag up there. And so that's, that fletching is what brings the arrow kind of into alignment, brings it straight because the force on those pushes, it pushes the arrow back to the center mm-hmm. in theory. Uh, and so that's why you have to have fletchings. If you didn't, there would be nothing to stop the end of the arrow from just spinning around and it would just spin off and, you know, at best hit something sideways at worst, just fly off in a weird angle. So absolutely necessary. And the, the name of the game, whether it's three, four or five, I've even seen six fletches guys are doing these days, just playing with stuff. Um, I've tried it once pretty funny. Uh, but whatever you're doing, you're trying to balance just enough drag to keep the arrow flying true, right? You don't want too much because it'll slow the arrow down and make a lot of noise. You don't want too little or it'll be unstable. So that's the goal of all fletching is to give you just enough drag to control the tip of the arrow. Got it. And so when someone fires an arrow, the tip goes forward and then the shaft of the arrow kind of just swings around that tip, right? And it, the arrow is also bending and stuff. So I guess the fletchings is supposed to slowly center it uh almost like would it be like throwing a rock with a string and like a little baby parachute at the end of it yeah you know another great analogy is guys you know when you were a kid you had those like uh nerf footballs with the oh yeah the fins on the back yeah 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 right that's that's it too like if you throw one of those it almost always kind of stabilizes right and that's why they give them little kids is because if you throw a normal football it's very hard to stabilize it perfectly Mm. with the spin with the nerf, you got to throw it with those little fletchings on the back, right? That's basically what it does. It creates, you know, a tail that creates drag, um, just like an airplane or something. Uh, but that's got a it. really good, really good point you bring up about the arrow flying differently because that is the single reason everyone touts fletching uh, four fletch over three fletch, and the reason you hear so much about it is because it's from people that haven't tuned their bow well. Right. So if you haven't tuned your bow well, your arrow's coming out crooked instead of dead straight, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. So if your arrow's coming out crooked, more drag usually is a better thing because it's going to help you get it back to center. Oh, it's like now everyone's like, oh, so you mean four fletch is better? I'm saying, hell no. <laughs> By far, the best thing is getting a good tune in your bow. Mm-hmm. I would take whatever random, I would, you could glue three different veins at a random assortment, and I would shoot that in a tuned bow versus a perfectly built arrow with four fletch <laughs> with a detuned bow right? <laughs> every right. time. But uh, that's the main reason there's so much hype around four fletch is that guys that just walk into a uh, shop, haven't tuned their bow, don't know how to tune their bow, throw a four fletch on with a ton of drag and these massive sized veins and go, wow, this shoots more accurate than my three fletch. Mm. Uh, but my whole point on that is like, you're taking something from horrible to like bad. <laughs> Uh, it's, that's not about the veins. That's about your bow. Got it. Yeah. So it's like, because it's more forgiving, they have, uh, they kind of get away with having a, a bad setup. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's one devil's advocate point that guys always come at me with for the four fletch and say, Oh, it's better to have, you know, more drag. Cause if you, in the heat of the moment, you have bad form, you de- you know, you basically detune your bow when you have bad form and this will compensate. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. You can do that with a three fletch too right okay you can do it with either one um so that's you know, that's kind of the central part of the argument it's like well and why guys tend to go with want to go with four fletches they just don't they don't really know the, the mechanics behind how the arrow moves out of the bow hmm. so is the hype all around like oh i use when i use a four fletch i shoot better and the reasoning is because it's more forgiving yeah and i think that 
that is the most important phrase of the three fletch versus four fletch debate, uh, which is when I use. So I've actually done a ton of testing on this. Um, with my first bow, I tested it and four fletch was slightly better, but I said, I don't really want to deal with the effort. And we'll get into that in a while. Some of the pros and cons of each approach. Um, but I just said, it's not worth it. And then when I got this last bow, um, what I did, and I'll describe this process for guys. And this is really, if you're thinking three or four fletch, this is what I'd recommend because every single bow, let's step back. Every single bow has a different uh, harmonic frequency of the string, different strength of spine of the arrow, different weight of the arrow, different location of the knock point. I mean, I'm just listing things off. There's a trillion different things that are different. Mm -hmm. So what works for one guy definitely won't work for you, right? Mm -hmm. And we've been over that tons of times on this podcast, but always worth repeating. So really the only way to know if four fletches three versus three fletches better for your bow is to take your arrows and do what I did, which is fletch up three of each combo. So I did four different combos. So two were four fletch, two were three fletch, and each of them had different veins, so like small veins, big veins, long veins, tall veins, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just go out and you shoot. And I mean, you've seen this. I think I showed you that piece of paper. I literally had four targets on a piece of graph paper. I would go shoot those arrows in random order and I'd mark where it hit for each different one on each of the four different targets. And then after, you know, 100 shots or something like that, there'd be 25 Xs on each target. And you look and one's grouped really well. One's kind of all over the map. One's got like vertical stringing. You know what I mean? Mm, interesting. And so that's really the only way to test, test uh, three or four fletch stuff. Got it. Okay. And if guys aren't up to do that, I think just stick with what works for you. You know, just go with the standard time-tested proven stuff because you're not going to get much of a difference with four fletch. Mm. And what, okay. So it sounds like there's not too much of a difference unless your bow is like really out of tune, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, you'd be amazed. Like it is, I mean, with that grouping, so to get more in detail with that one, I used a max stealth, a three and a four fletch of that one. Mm-hmm. I used a tiny little AAE vein called a PM 2.0, just only a two inch long, half an inch tall four fletch. Mm-hmm. And I used a three fletch of blazers, right? Yeah. On the, the mini, uh, the mini jig, which we'll talk about, you know, how easy it is to three fletch here in a bit. But so I did all those and shot that grouping and the three fletch of the Arizona, um, the AAE max stealth was by far the most accurate. Hmm. I'm talking like fist size at uh, 60 yards and everything else was like dinner plate. Wow. And that was me shooting pretty four form, shooting random order. You know, when you're doing an experiment like that, you absolutely want to shoot randomly you don't want to shoot 20 of one than 20 of other because it might be you right it might be you right. getting tired or better at shooting whatever so i just literally would shoot them in random order interesting and just look down see which one i had in my hand pointed at the right target and let it fly yeah that makes sense and so you know and if you guys really want to do this you're the best possible way you could ever do it is with broadheads because then it's your exact hunting setup but i didn't have access to the time at the time to a, a facility to do that so Anyway, that's it can really be totally random. Like your setup might might say, I really like this combo, and another one might say I don't like this combo. But that's why it's custom, right? Right, right. Cause like you said, there's just a trillion different variables that's gonna affect it. So yeah, I, I guess the only way really is to test it yourself. Um, yep. is there some general like 
Oh, it's so hard to say these things. I wonder if it's like all things being equal. Is there some kind of ratio of like surface area of the fletchings to like weight of the arrow or like? How yeah, the there's really not a, in? there's really not a formula or some way to predict it. Um, yeah. And that's why this is also why when, when someone says three fletch is better or four fletch is better, it kind of instantly, I don't, I'm trying to think of something that you could say somewhere else. It's like a total total giveaway that you really don't know what you're talking about <laughs> right because you it's clear that you don't understand like the individual tuning that goes into the bow mm-hmm. and you you don't understand the fact that everything is you haven't tested enough setups or done something that you understand they're all different right right and so that's that's one thing to say so that's you know there's really nothing out there that's going to tell you one is equivocally better and anyone who says that like i said doesn't really understand okay. um, but i would say to your question around like what's the right size like, people have been Broadheads have only been getting smaller and shorter and less draggy over the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the bla- the blazer veins, the AAEs, that sort of thing have been around for 20 years and they've been working really great. Wow. Um, and so I don't think, you know, most guys, if you just go look at what is the standard off-the-shelf type arrow, uh, it's going to have more than enough drag for you unless you're really shooting a monster broadhead that's not standard. Gotcha. Um, so... It- if it's how, how about the the process of building it like how much hard, i haven't done uh four fletch i've I've done just three how much i mean it seemed yeah what's the pros and cons of like, yeah no that's a good building? one and you think there are some like straight up pros and cons but I, I always want to discuss that stuff first because guys get too obsessed with like the little some of the little things but so maybe we talk about the pros and cons of three and four and we can walk talk about the building piece but you know, one of the pros of four fletch is that before we get into the building is that you do have you have four veins so you have four points you can now knock tune you know which is where you rotate your knock in the arrow so that you can find the sweet spot for the arrow spine mm-hmm. um, and in theory if the, if they're smaller veins you now have so much clearance you have an infinite amount of turns right you can just turn it pretty much anywhere and even if the vein's dead straight down it's going to clear the shelf so you're fine um, in a three fletch, you know, these, the tall blazer veins, a lot of guys have, you have to put it so that the, one of the veins is upwards, right? Right. Because otherwise it's going to hit the shelf. So you only have three places you can knock tune. That's the only uh, like tangible advantage I can think of that. You're like, that's four fletch is better than three. Um, and I think the biggest, the biggest thing, but if you're using a good arrow, like we talked about in the past, the quality spine consistency, like you can't really get it to tune with three ish you know there's always a little bit of adjustment in there too it's more you know more like six small ones Mm -hmm. uh if you can't get it to tune with that you just got a bigger problem so Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah so your point the biggest thing for me personally on why i'm not a huge fan of four fletch is it's a lot harder to build um and so you you're you use the arizona easy fletch mini right yep Oh my gosh. So easy. So easy. Right. So maybe you just walk guys through how you do that um, and talk through that process. Yeah. And what's the name of it again? Arizona easy fletch. Yeah. Easy fletch mini. And that's for guys that aren't familiar. That's a jig. Now that's something you can put, you glue the, the fletchings on. If we're losing guys that don't, they're like, I don't make my own arrows. You'll bear with us for a second. You can do the exact same thing we're talking about. You just go buy three, four fletch arrows and three, um, three fletch arrows. But Honestly, it's so easy to fletch things. Like every guy should do it, you know, like (laughs) 
Back me up on that one, Josh. It's not, oh, not yeah. rocket surgery. It's super easy. And also so many times the fletching falls off or you shoot an arrow and like uh, it puts a hole in one of the fletchings. It's just so much easier to be able to do it yourself and instead of have to take it, have to take it to a shop and pay for it. It's just oh, so, to so much it. money and time. Yeah. So much money and time. So easy yeah. to do. So yeah. the Arizona easy fletch is so easy. You just, you set it down, you, and we're not sponsored by these people. Like, like we've yep. said a million times ago, uh, we don't make money at, for doing this at all, <laughs> but anyway, okay. So <laughs> full yeah, full no, not sponsored by anyone we're talking about today <laughs> or anyone in general. <laughs> so, uh, t- just two broke guys doing a podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pretty much. Okay. So, uh, Arizona easy fletch, you set it on the table and you, you, you pull it apart. These three perfectly angled little uh, things come out. You, you insert the fletchings in there. Uh, then you stick the arrow right in the middle. You put a little bit of super glue on each of the fletchings and then you just press it onto the arrow, put a little cap on it and twist set. Done. And then that's it. You just leave it there for, I don't know, two, five minutes. And then once you take it off, it's beautiful. Like the fletchings have what you described earlier, the helical. And for people who don't know what that is, do you want to describe what a helical is? Yeah, and I want to hit one thing, which is really important that you said is all three at once, right? With that, you literally put them all three in the little fingers. Mm-hmm. You put glue on all three and you just slap those fingers onto the arrow and boom, you have three fletchings on that quick. We'll get back to why that's important in a second. Um, what, sorry, what did you ask me, Josh? <laughs> oh yeah, wait, actually one sec. A great way, to, you actually, great way to describe that. It is like three fingers. It, it, it's almost like if you had your palm on your hand facing up, and your hand only had three fingers, and then you're just going to close the tips of the fingers together. It, it just, it, it's hard to describe. Anyway, the question was, uh, what exactly is a helical? Yeah, and that's uh, a helical is a twist in the um, in the vein itself. So if you were to look at a screw, mm-hmm. the screw, you know, the metal ridge in the screw that circles around, that's a helical curve. Oh, right. Um, so it's the same concept in the arrow. You're making it like a screw. And what that does is when you shoot it out of the bow, it makes the arrow spin, which mm-hmm. then stabilizes it. And that is one of the biggest, if not the single most advantageous part of building your own arrows. This is why I tell guys, you don't have to build your arrow, just at least fletch them mm-hmm. uh, because you get that spin and that gives you accuracy. Right. right. Um, and it's really easy to strip uh, veins off of factory arrows too. You just get this little, there's little tools from boning and tons of other companies. It's like, seven bucks and you just or even just take a exacto knife just cut them off mm-hmm. um but the helical is it's already in there the thing about the arizona easy fletch is it's got helical built in it's got the right distance from the back not the right that can be tuned to we're not going that nerdy tonight uh it's got a great center uh, distance from the, the fletches to the back of the arrow everything is just easy peasy you stick it in you glue it you slap it on you're done right mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of guys, you're just doing that process right there. You can get a dozen done in what, 40 minutes. Yeah. It's kind of about how long it takes me. It's quick, right? It's real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where four fletch gets a little more complicated. And I think Arizona does have some four fletch stuff. Um, but most guys are going to do four fletch. are going to use a Bitson burger, which is kind of the time tested, you know, I'd say the most popular and oldest, uh, jig in archery, uh, fletching jig. But the thing about a Bitson burger uh, is that it's one vein at a time, right? So you have to put the shaft in the, the jig, you clamp the, uh, the vein in the bits, you then put the bits on the magnets and then slide it onto the shaft. Now, it's hard to describe, you can look it up. But then you, then you have to undo that clamp, rotate the arrow, you either 90 degrees for four fletch or 120, 
and then slide something on. And so when the Arizona Easy Fletch Mini stuff came out, guys were blown away. And that's really the reason that uh, the blazers cut on, right? Is because you could put blazers in that thing, the blazer veins, and just pump out air, great arrows that are going to work for 90-something percent of people real quick. Uh, and now they've got four fletch versions of it. Yes, they're just as easy, you know, except you have to do one more. But then you've got to buy another $40 jig, right? Mm. So it's a lot. It's an investment. It's a lot of pain. Uh, and most guys that are using a bits, when you're building four fletch, you've got to just take that extra, you know, 33% of time <laughs> to do four fletch, uh, which is kind of a pain in the butt. Got right? it. Okay. And you've got yeah. four more. You've got another thing that can go wrong. Um, and then, ooh, I forgot the biggest one. I almost forgot it. Uh, is that when you add more fletchings to the back of the arrow, you're adding more weight. Mm. So you're killing your front of center which as we talked about really isn't as important as that is hyped up to be. But for a lot of guys nowadays, they really hate doing that too. So yeah, four fletches and all sunshine and rainbows. And it's another fletching to worry about, like if it falls off or something like that, and then you got to totally. Yeah. So I think I'm going to stick with the three fletch. Setup. Yeah. I mean, I think if it works for you, it's like, that's, that'd be my takeaway on all this is if you've got a setup that's tuned well and it's printing bullets and you've got good broadhead flight, like why would you ever mess with that? Um, you could, you're like me. Uh, I, I know <laughs> you, you want to get 5% better. So you're going to deal with <laughs> the junk, but for most guys, I'd say just leave it alone. Um, but I, you know, I t- totally will own that some setups, like they just shoot four fletch way better. Um, some stuff just works, right? Or you might have clearance issues with three fletch because blazers are really tall. They're over an inch tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you might need to get something and you know, if we go back to that initial example, if you drop the height of a fletching, you have less surface area. So the only other way to get enough surface area would be to add a vein. Right? Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. why you might need to go to four fletch. It's a good, good reason to go there. Interesting. Um, and then also, you know, there might be guys listening to this podcast. They're like, dude, so I just don't, I don't want to tune my bow. I don't want to deal with it. I don't know how. I don't want to learn. I would strongly argue with you that that's... It also really, really affects your penetration on an animal, which for elk is huge. So go listen to our tuning series. It's not too difficult. We did that last year. But if you were like, hey, I'm, I just know myself. I'm not doing it. Yeah, factory four-fletch you know, might work better. So, mm-hmm. Oh, you can get them from the factory for, with four-fletches? Yeah. Yeah, that's, their, that's why there's so much hype, too, is they're starting uh, to release some of them with four-fletch. But interesting. even still, most of those don't have helical, so... Right. You know, they're just dead straight veins on there. So they're not going to spin your arrow. So even though there is more drag, it's not going to give you that all important spin. Here's a question. What's more important? Uh, four fletch versus three fletch or helical versus no helical? Hands down helical. Ah, uh, so that's yeah. the thing people should be talking about. Every day. I would, I'd say if we're talking arrow design, I'd say number one thing Number one thing is tune your bow. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like build the proper arrow to your bow and, and tune your bow, right? Like that's, that's a, the end all be all. Uh, probably number two in my mind is heavy arrow. Mm-hmm. Like if I wasn't saying tune your bow, like truly just part of an arrow design that matters, it's shooting a heavy arrow. Like we've been over this. I won't beat this one to death. Like it's, uh, it's more energy. Your bow's quieter. It penetrates better its trajectory is far better than you think it's just everything about it is better mm-hmm. right especially for elk hunting so 
and there's that's an one. optimal weight, right? So not just like as heavy as you possibly can. Yeah, totally. That, what was it? Seven to nine grains per inch or something? Seven to nine grains per inch is a pretty good one. I think also the other metric, that one, and then what's, you know, whatever is at least heavy enough to bring your bow below 280 feet per second. Gotcha. I would say probably more 270. Two, I shoot like 258 because um, I'm shooting heavy arrows, but mm-hmm. at least get your bow below 280 and at least get to seven grains per inch or yeah. sorry grains per pound right oh, you're shooting oh. a 60 pound bow multiply it by seven or you know 60 pound bow multiply it by nine try to pick something in that range oh got it and then by the 280 uh you mean above 280 feet per second below 280 feet oh, per second below. because that uh that's kind of the magical window i thought i was a little crazy but i've heard dudley say this i've heard Faro cast guys say this where you hit that 280 barrier and it just becomes a lot harder to tune a broadhead oh something you know wind force increases um uh, progressively meaning it's not like one plus one equals two it's like one plus you know if you it's like it just gets more and more powerful over time right right so the difference between 280 and 290 is far bigger between the difference between 270 and 280. Oh, so just keep it below 280. Okay. So keep it below 280 because you really will, it'll be so much easier to tune mm-hmm. uh, and you don't, you know, your trajectory is not going to help. I've actually seen, just having this conversation with our friend D today about light arrows and the number one thing guys saying is, oh, it's a better trajectory. But I actually have seen worse trajectories out of light arrows because they lose so much energy. And what we're talking about today, they've got so much drag on the fletchings that out past 60 yards, mm-hmm. you see them just kind of almost stop. Yeah. Right? They drop off like crazy. And then guys will go shoot a 508 grain arrow and it'll be hitting higher at 100 yards. And they're like, what the heck? <laughs> it's just because it's heavier, it retains that energy, right? Right, right. It's throwing like, I think we made the analogy of like a wiffle ball versus a baseball. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, wiffle ball is not going more than 10 feet. And even if you lob that baseball, it's going to go 40, 50 feet, right? Yeah. And then there's some balance in there of like the optimal based on yeah. how much weight you're pulling, right? Yeah. We're totally going down the rabbit hole, but I get up on the, <laughs> on the chair as a guy who shot a, you know, 420, then a 450, then a 470, then a 510, then a 550, like... <laughs> and had arrows sticking out of elk at the low end of that range initially i'm like ooh, this is a game changer so yeah yeah um, anyway rant over but yeah so that then the helical then uh then like your number of fletches to get the right amount of drag oh okay so guys are building really good arrows cool so uh anything else that we missed i mean pretty short and sweet hopefully ending the debate here for people but anything else we yeah. missed on the fletchings i think that's it um can we name I mean, off some what, brands that you'd recommend? Yeah, you know, I, this one, I've tested fletchings from all these different companies. And I think there's a reason the big two, Arizona, you know, AAE and Boning still dominate, is that there's just really not that much difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is why we're not sponsored, Josh. But <laughs> like, there's really not a huge amount of difference. Again, it's your individual setup. Some really like others. But uh, I personally shoot the Max Stealths right now because they, they actually have a special bonding process. You have to prime them. And if you don't do that, you're going to lose them. Mm-hmm. So you have to prime them, then glue them, which is a little more of a pain in the butt, but I've found that means they stick like nobody's business. Mm. And subjectively, I found they're a little quieter than the Blazers. Mm, interesting. So I trust me, I had my wife shoot, and I stood behind a hay bale halfway there. So I risked my life for that one. <laughs> uh, so, so I shoot those. She, I still fletch the Blazers for her. They're so much easier. They stabilize her setup magically. You shoot the blazers, right? Yeah. Blazers. Yeah. 
Um, I know guys that shoot four fletch with the heat veins from boning the PM 2.0s, which I tried. Uh, there's really not, there's very few uh, veins I've tried and I'm like, it's just a bad vein. Like, they all kind of do the job. So yeah. I think it's, you know, go with the, go with the mainstream things. Uh, you know, and a lot of those, those are pretty much the two options that come fletched on factory stuff too, or things that are basically a copy of the, the yeah. max stealth design or the, Fletch, you know, the boning blazer design. Hmm. One, one random question. Uh, what about like feathers or like, you know, the ones that are like the synthetic feather that like, mm -hmm. it's not like a solid fletch. Why do people, do you know why people shoot those or what they're well, for? Generally people shoot feathers that they have to shoot traditional bows. So the feather oh. will hit the riser and get out of the way. Oh, and then I pop see. back versus a plastic one. Well, there's been some recent developments in plastic ones that make them competitive. Um, feathers are also the ultimate in quiet. Oh, but they don't have hmm. sharp, hard edges of plastic. So they're going to, they're really going to be quiet. Right. Uh, the downside to feathers is that in the rain, they get wet. Oh, and when they get yeah. wet, they don't work. <laughs> right. So you really gotta, really gotta protect them. Uh, so, and they're beautiful. I mean, they're stinking amazing. You should see a lot of those traditional fletched, fletched ones. But yeah, I would say for everybody, but the most insane guy, I would, I would go plastic the modern Got plastics it. every day of the week. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen someone shoot a combat bow with feathers, but no, definitely I've no. seen it on the traditional side of the house. And they usually can't uh, handle that speed too. It'll kind of tear them apart oh, on a compound okay. side. You know, the, you're shooting 260 to 280 feet per second, hopefully, with a compound. Yeah. Uh, but if you're shooting a traditional bow, you could be shooting hundreds, you know. Ah, uh, so I see. Very, very different. Okay, that different. makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty good one. We should, what we should probably do is do a series on building arrows. I think we, we just did a series on comparing arrows and like the shaft, the raw materials, mm -hmm. uh, but it might be a cool one to do walk guys through every step I take to build a set. Um, there's some really good resources for that. I think uh, Dudley has a few on YouTube, some other, you know, great ones. So I'm not claiming it's better or worse. It's just stuff I've experimented with for a few years and figure out works so yeah yeah maybe we do that um gearing up gear as part of our gearing up series um i feel like i, <laughs> I feel like we just like anything to keep the stoke alive and to prep it just feels good to prep and like be excited for the season <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> yeah. and i think it's a good time to you know it's really a good time to to go back to basics for guys right now because a lot of like we were tuning building a set of arrows for for D and uh, you know, when he's at the range, he's like, I'm just reaching for this. And I was like, Hey, let's change your draw length. And I tweaked it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like, his pin float was like almost gone. He went wow. from like all over the map to nothing. He'd been shooting a half inch long, too long bow. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not on him. That's just where most, most guys that get pick up the first compound, you know, that's pretty standard. So uh, I think for guys that are just, getting excited right now this is really cool stuff to be listening to and just like go back to the basics start start at the basics and you can build one hell of a setup just paying attention to the small details yeah, yeah. i think that's a great way to end people listening get an get an arizona easy fletch or some way to fletch your own arrows it's super easy it saves you a lot of time and money and then get that helical yeah yeah if you've got an hour this weekend you know just buy some buy the same veins you've got on your factory arrows buy a you know a vein stripper and the jig and the glue and like mm -hmm. just refletch all your own arrows with that helical and you're going to notice a huge difference in accuracy
Yeah. And a couple things to buy. Uh, so the Arizona easy jig, the, obviously the fletchings, super glue, just normal super glue. Right. Yeah. Um, some people use arrow glue to touch up like the tips. Right. Yep. Yeah. You can sticks. use, um, oh, why isn't that coming to me now? But I use, they call it tipping and tailing. Mm-hmm. So you put a glue that takes a lot longer to dry, but it's going to create a kind of a smooth ramp to the front and the back of the fletching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves in the building the arrow <laughs> stage, but a good way to do it so yeah maybe listen for that one and then we'll <laughs> walk you through how to do it but even if you just super glue on some random ones it's going to be a hell of a better setup than what you're shooting yeah cool we will catch you on the next one